Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 49 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. You can't spell Tyone without an L. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Email us, fly the W670 at gmail.com. Well, Crowley, we've uh, reached the uh, 4th of July weekend, and the uh, Cubs have definitely let us down after the series against the Guardians at home. Yeah, you know, we were coming up after the London series with this critical 13-game stretch, and they started the homestand 1-5, and five, which, you know, just isn't going to cut it. You have uh, wildfire, smoke problems, rain delay problems, and a whole bunch of losses, so not good. Not good at all. Game one, we've got the lefty, Justin Steele, on the mound for the Cubs. Yeah, Steele versus Quantrell, and the Cubs win this one 10-1, and Cub fans are feeling good, right? After scoring only one run twice in the series against the Phillies, the Cubs offense came alive. It started in the third when the Cubs loaded the bases with one out. Nico Horner hit a single to score uh, two runs, making it two to nothing. That was the first Cubs lead since scoring four against the Cardinals in the first inning on London on Sunday. So it's been a while. In the fourth, Cody Bellinger and Jan Gomes hit back-to-back singles. And then Jared Young hit another triple. His second in two games to make it for nothing. Get this, Dustin. According to Chris Karma, Jared Young is the first Cubs first baseman to hit a triple in consecutive games since Derek Lee, July That's 1st amazing. and 2nd, 2005. Almost to the date on top of it, right? Right. Mike Talkman would hit an RBI single. Morel would hit a sack fly, and the Cubs were up 6 nothing after four. In the bottom of the six, Magical hit his first home run as a Cub. His first home run since June 4th, 2021. His third career home run. Everything's coming up Cubs, Dustin. Everything coming up Cubs. I think uh, Nikki Magical hit that for my birthday. It was my birthday on Friday, Crowley. Oh, happy so, birthday. Yeah, the Cubs uh, The Cubs got me a win on my birthday. That was about it. Christopher Morell would add a two-run home run, and the Cubs were up 9 nothing. Trey Mancini would hit a sack fly in the seventh, and the Cubs were up 10 nothing. The offense scored 10 runs on 13 hits. Two home runs, and they went four for nine with runners in scoring position. They left five men on base. But the story of the game was Justin Steele making his third start since coming off the IL. He continues to look stronger every time out. Little dicey in the first. first bat- he hits the first batter he faces. Then uh, Steele uh, got a Madrasario to bounce one right back to him to set up a double play. He throws it in the outfield. So he's got runners at first and second, no outs. But he struck out the next two batters and got a ground out to end the threat. 
after that steel settles in and it was easy cruising he went 6.1 innings giving up three hits zero runs one walk and six k's michael fulmer anthony k michael rucker come out of the pen rucker gave up a solo home run in the ninth to make it 10 to 1 so since july 22nd 2022 justin Steele has a 199 era in 102 innings over 22 starts that's the lowest ERA and MLB over that span among pitchers with at least 100 innings pitched. His 2.43 ERA is 15 starts, ranked second in MLB, uh, right behind Shane McClellan of Tampa Bay. Uh, Dust uh, David Rossett after the game, he's a horse man. Every time he takes the bump, he feels like a guy that it's a win day. He loves to take the ball. He's been really good, man. He turned into an ace. He's proven it. Steel on Sunday could become. And so when you take a look at that, I felt that this guy had an ace possibility at the beginning of the year. We talked about it. We had him out to club 400. Just absolutely fun watching him do what he does. Yep, stronger and stronger each start out, Crowley. Looking like a guy that could anchor a staff for a long time. And he's a lefty. That's pretty impressive stuff dating back to uh, 2022 with the 1.99 ERA. Right. And so, you know, Cup fans are feeling good. This is this is what I talked about. I predicted the Cubs win two out of three. They take the Steel and Stroman, lose the Tyone. That's not what happened, though, unfortunately. The Cubs would lose six to nothing. You know, you, you had to be excited, right? You had Stroman on the mound. You had a good offensive performance. Didn't happen. Fans had to weigh out a two-hour and 45-minute rain delay, um, and it was a 9 p.m. start. Unbelievable. So, I mean, that's just, you know, and I know the weather just kept getting worse as the weekend went on, but, boy, I think that put a little bit of a, you know, it affects both teams, but uh, but I get it. I mean, that, that would screw me up. Right. Stroh didn't have his best stuff, and the Guardians kept getting clutch hits. Stroh struck out four guardians in the first two innings, but ran and tumble to trouble in the third. He's going to walk with two outs. He's going to walk Bo Naylor. He gave up a double to Steven Kwan. And then Ahmad Rosario would single. And the Cubs were down two to nothing. With one out in the sixth, Stroh gave up back-to-back singles to Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor. He got Josh Bell to pop up, but Andres Jimenez, who had a monster series, singled to make it three to nothing. Stroh was pulled from the game with two outs runners at the corners for Julian Merriweather, who's been pitching great. But the first batter he faced, Will Brennan, singled to make it four to nothing. And then Miles Straw would single. The ball would go under the glove of Cody Bellinger. Two more runs would score. The Guardians led six nothing. So Stroman went 5.2 innings. He gave up five hits, five run. Two of those charged to him, though, were on uh, singles given up by Merriweather, who allowed. You know, those were inherited runners. Right. Two walks, seven Ks. Uh, Merriweather was charged with one unearned run on the air by Bellinger. Javier Assad mopped it up, going three innings, giving up no runs in five Ks. Get this, Dustin. All six of the Guardians' runs were scored with two outs in the inning. Well, that That's what stings, right? That that That's a stinger. And obviously it stings when the Cubs can't get anything done on offense. Right, and so the Guardians didn't really need those six runs as the Cubs' offense used up all their runs Friday night. They managed only five (laughs) hits. Five hits, Dustin. Three by Cody Bellinger, one by Hap, one by Tucker Barnhart. So, I mean, basically, other than Cody Bellinger, the Cubs had two hits. Uh, Bellinger had the only extra base, had a double. The team went 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. They left seven men on base, and they struck out a whopping 13 times. Uh, see, that's just – that's the part, Crawley. 13 strikeouts for a team with no pop. It seemed like a team that didn't want to be there, didn't like the late start. 
Yeah, and and then they they had multiple base runners only twice in two innings in the game, the fourth and the sixth. They came up short both times. So that's a frustrating loss because now we get to game three, a Tyone start and the title of this episode. You can't spell Tyone without an L. Tyone versus Aaron Savali. What are we going to say about Tyone that we haven't said? It's basically an automatic loss every time. Every time out. The Cubs, I saw a stack probably there three or four games over 500 in games that he does not start. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, he gave up, he went five innings. He gave up seven hits, six runs, five earned with six Ks. He gave up a two run home run to Andres Jimenez. Again, monster series in the third. And by the time he was pulled, when he left the game after the fifth inning, the Cubs were down six, nothing. An office, an awful performance by Tyone. He puts his team in a hole every time out. Every single time. He's just, it's too, way too much contact. It seems like he's, throwing softballs up there to these guys and especially lefties that's that, that's the thing that kind of just blows your mind is, is against lefties he is just awful and you know it wasn't like the offense was all that much better if no. you were looking at it they really didn't do much they scored a run in the fifth on a mike talkman ground out but they looked lifeless the rest of the game until the eighth inning when the cubs would start their comeback Bottom of the eighth, Christopher Morrell hits a solo home run to make it six to two. He now leads the team in home runs, even though he didn't start until the first week of May. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And so, you know, that made it six to two in the eighth. But then in the ninth, Cleveland puts out their stud closer, Emmanuel Claus. You figure you're gonna you're gonna put this one away quickly, but the Guardians tried to give this one away. Claus walks the leadoff batter, Jared Young, which, again, something that you never do. Um, and then after that, Jan Gomes would fly out. But then there's two pass balls by the catcher, Cam Crazy. Gallagher. Two pass that, balls. Yeah, that puts Young at third. And then all of a sudden, the first baseman for the Guardians just somehow forgot how to play first. Um, th- that was Naylor. And so when you, when, when you talk about that right there, you know, Josh Naylor just had trouble coming up with balls in the inning. And so, uh, one, you know, once that happens, Trey Mancini hit an RBI single to make it six to three, the Cubs would load up the bases by singles by Talkman and Horner. And then Christopher Morrell comes up clutch again, again, a two run single to make it six to five with runners at the corners, one out Cody Bellinger hits a sack fly. We got a brand new ball game. It is tied at six. Wrigley was rocking. Say a grounds out to end the inning, and then we go into extras, Dustin. And then it gets interesting again. Yep, the bullpen kept the Cubs in this game after Tyone start. Rucker and K pitched scoreless innings. Hayden Wisniewski pitched two scoreless innings. So they kept a minute. Adbert Alzali, that's the man we wanted, comes on with relief uh, with Andres Jimenez as the Manford man starting the inning at second. Ahmad Rosario single to put runners at the corners. Now he gets Jose Ramirez to ground out that put runners at second and third with lefty Josh Naylor up Dustin. And this is where we get some controversy here. Naylor's the cleanup hitter, right? He's hitting three Oh one and he was already two for four on the day. And he's a lefty right versus the righty Alzali. I was wondering, and I wanted your take on this, why Ross would not walk him, especially when he fell behind two and one. Yep. Makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world in hindsight. No doubt about it. 
So now on a two to two pitch, Alzali, look, it wasn't a bad pitch. The guy threw a 96 mile per hour fastball. It was high out of the zone. It wasn't a great pitch. And Naylor just had a great piece of hitting. He drove it up the middle. The guardians took an eight to six lead. The next two batters were Josh Bell, who is one and five with a 228 average, and Will Brennan, who has a 273 hitter, who is one for four. I don't know. I just would have rather faced those two guys than Naylor, but didn't happen. The Cubs did nothing in the 10th, and the Guardians took the series two to one. And so, you know, like I was saying earlier, you're you're sitting here, and now you come back from the London series. Excuse me, real quick, and they. Uh, excuse me came back from the london series and now they just lost five of six at home you're now six games under 500 and six games out of first yeah just a really disappointing trip we all said when they got back from london this was a crucial crucial stretch and to start at home in that fashion they really you know not only have they left the fans down, they've they left themselves down. They were a game away. If they would have swept the Cardinals in London, they would have came back at 500. And now here we are, as you just mentioned, six games under 500 and six games out of first place. And uh, you're now talking, we're going to have uh, – yeah, go ahead. You're, you're talking about Tyone, Dustin, and and yeah. and the Cubs are 2-12 and 12 when Tyone pitches. <laughs> Excuse me. That is a 20% – Twenty-seven percent of their losses have come from one pitcher. Yeah, he one needs pitcher. to get like a he needs to get like a phantom forearm strain or something. There's got to be, you know, Javier Assad's got to be able to do better than that. I would guess. You you got to figure out someone at this point to do better because right now it is just awful. And and he's it it you know what are his teammates thinking? I mean, they have to know that when they come out there that they're going to be in a hole. Uh, might be part of it, right? That might be that might be part of it. That might be part of the mental approach at the plate. Um, Hayden Wisniewski would give you a better option. Maybe switch their two roles for a little bit, if anything, right? It's, it's, their it's, roles. it's so hard, but the, that stat you mentioned by Matt Snyder on CBS Sports, yes. the Cubs are 2-12 and 12 when Jamison Tyone starts, 36-32 and 32 when they don't. So they're a four-game over 500 team when Tyone doesn't start. And so this is a problem because this is very similar to Zach Davies, if you remember when they got him in the U Darvish trade. This is similar to Tyler Chatwood when they got him. It's automatic losses every time out, but you're paying this guy. Davies wasn't that bad, but you're paying, you know, Tyone a lot of money. Like you said, phantom injury, maybe kind of let him clear his head before the all-star break, take an extended, uh, extended vacation, extended break, get himself mentally right. But you know, Tommy Hadovy, you know, Craig Driver, you know, uh, Daniel Moscow, you know, all these guys are looking at video. They're trying to figure this out. How much of it is physical? How much of it is mental? How much of it is both? We don't know, man, but, but it cannot keep going uh, the way that it currently is. Yeah. And we've got uh, Tommy Hadovy on this week with the Mully and Haw show. I believe that'll be Wednesday or Thursday this week. So that will obviously be one of many of the questions we will address with him.